The Home Show. With Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. This is News Talk. Good morning and welcome to The Home Show with me, Sinead Ryan. On the show this morning, it's all decor galore as we get an ultimate guide from the gaff goddess herself on how to inject DIY glamour into your home that won't break the bank. We kickstart our home show Christmas masterclasses looking at the must-have advent calendars and the best sustainable Christmas crackers on the market. Fluted surfaces are making a big comeback. We're going to look at how they add texture and detail to your home. And do you have a room with no lights or lacking natural light? Well, Roisin Murphy will have some illuminating design inspiration. If you'd like to get involved in the show today, you can text us here at The Home Show at 53106 for 30 cent. You can email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com and find me on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan. And remember, you can listen live or listen back to the show and our podcasts on the Newstalk app, which is powered by Go Loud. Now, you're all very, very welcome along this morning. Later on the show, we'll be starting the first of four Christmas masterclasses to get you all set for the big day. We've asked our experts this week to look into advent calendars given that the first box will be opened on Wednesday. Now one thing I can tell you for now, no spoiler alert here, they have changed, changed utterly since I was a child. There were four of us kids at home which means by my mother's strict rota we only got to open a few of the boxes each. So it was all very exciting. I don't know why. Behind everyone there was a square with either a holy picture or one of Santa or a tree or a candle. I mean, there was no chocolate, no gifts, nothing at all. But the excitement every morning before school was palpable. Maybe it was just our competitive nature. Anyway, I'm sure a lot of you uh, of a certain age will remember when that's all Advent calendars were. But what are your Christmas traditions that you remember from childhood uh, the most? That's what I'd love to ask you this, this week and find out from you. Was it stirring the plum pudding? Was it lighting a Christmas candle? Or maybe going to a carol service late at night? Let's rejig some memories today and share them with other people so we can create new traditions uh, for younger people uh, and get in the festive mood. Contact us here. 53106 30 cent. Email us at Welcome along this morning. Now, my first guest this morning wears the crown of gaff goddess with some serious style, and she's back with her ultimate guide to create decor galore in your home. Best-selling author, DIY expert, and friend of the home show, Laura DeBarra. Welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me. Now we should start with congratulations because your new book, <laughs> Decor Galore, has just won an award last Tuesday. Tell me more. Can you believe it? I'm still like, has this even happened? Um, but yeah, she won um, the Lifestyle category in the Ompost Book Awards, Lifestyle Book of the Year. So it's like, I'm just still quite shocked about it, but I'm just <laughs> thrilled. Like, I'm just absolutely thrilled. Brilliant. Now, you said she won. You're talking about the book, of course, because you are <laughs> the inventor of SheIY. Tell us about that. <laughs> so SheIY... Um, is like I always say it's kind of going against the stereotypes that I see so much in DIY in my work and I trademarked DIY so that they no no man could basically come in and use it to target women in DIY because I used to get so annoyed of being targeted in a different way to men and it didn't matter on how about how capable I was or my experience 
And then I also found that a lot of guys are really badly judged in DIY if they don't know something, mm. inverted commas, that a man should know. So DIY, I want it to be like a safe haven, no matter how people identify. It's not just about being a boy, girl, blah, blah, blah. It's for he, she, them. It doesn't matter. You can come over here. It's safe. You can learn with me. We can get you feeling empowered around your home. And we're not going to talk about like people's gender, basically. So DIY is tongue in cheek. Like I use she. But it's more to kind of like make fun of it. Yeah, brilliant. And do you find, Laura, actually, if you go into, say, a hardware store or a paint shop or whatever, and you're mm. asking for this particular nail or screw, do you, do you ever get patronised by that? Or, or, or are people in the main grand with it? Uh, it's like, it depends on the kind of store. Most stores, if I'm honest, most DIY shops have like they're on the ball and they aren't that judgmental and they are they're the people who see more people coming in to do DIY than anyone else aren't mm. they so they'll see all different types of people different skill levels different questions and I always find it really interesting in any hardware store like chatting to somebody because they're kind of experts aren't they but you will get one every now and then where I mean I usually get it when I'm on the phone asking about something like they'll say like can you get your husband <laughs> and like I, my head nearly falls off at the rage. First of all, I'm not married. That assumption has sent me. And now you're asking for a guy to do something that I can, you know, I always think like, what does he, well, you know, he's not going to be able to do it better than me, basically. So I just often find that like there is a bit of judgment and it's not that the person's a bad person. It's just that that's their experience. Yeah. And that's their automatic assumption. So it's nice that when you see a book like Decor Galore getting an award, I'm like, oh, my God, like times are changing. You know, like a woman's able to talk about DIY and she's able to be an expert in it, you know. And it's 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 okay, And it's normalized and all of that. And Gaff Goddess, which was your first book, I know it had fantastic. I still have it. The DIY tips to do everything from kind Mm -hmm. of changing a washer to kind of building skirting boards, which is fantastic. Now, I have to say, that said, Laura, that said, <laughs> this book is more up my alley. Uh, is it? <laughs> yes, because I don't really want to change a washer and fit a skirting board <laughs> ever, if I can help it. But Decor Galore, it's it's a beautiful book. Let's let's start with that because it's a hardback. It's There's a lovely kind of glossy pink and red cover. It's just beautiful. But you have it broken up. Um, and this is much more now about design, about revamping, mm. about sexing up your, your rooms. Uh, and there's lovely, lovely sections in it. But I must start by asking you for a, a pronunciation because you have this magic moment in each chapter, whether you're talking about the bedroom <laughs> or the kitchen. Or thing. And then you have something called the Suj, T-S-Z-U-J. The is that how you spell zhuzh? It, well, it's how I spell zhuzh. Oh, and what do you, what, what, so tell us your zhuzh for what, different rooms. What are you trying to encapsulate with that? It's a, is it a, just a quick blast of fabulousness? Yeah. Like I always think like if you met like a really camp hairdresser and they just ran their fingers through your hair and they gave you a bit of a zhuzh. It's just that extra, fla- you, you know exactly what I'm talking we about. We you know, all kind of thing where want you're like, that. What has he done to me? I look stunning. But it was only just like a little He's thing. made you feel stunning is really more like Exa- it. Exactly. Right, okay. And then you hold yourself differently. But the zhuzh, I do the min, the zhuzh, the overhaul. The min is basically where you're not spending any money. It's just strategy. And it's what I do when I have no budget at work. The zhuzh then is a little bit of money, but you're, it's teaching you how to do things that actually make a difference. I see some people spend hundreds of pounds in a room and I think, did they even do anything at all? The judge is like a strategic shape up of the room to make it better for you. It's all about how you feel in the room. And then the overhaul is like, we talk about buying flooring and you know, like that's more mm, for people who are mm. doing more to the house. 
Okay, well, let's start then with the with the bedroom because um, we we have uh, there, this is split into all the rooms. So uh, there's something for everybody in 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 the book in decor galore. But let's start with the bedroom. So your main in this. So this is the kind of the free stuff, the kind of just reorganizing. And there's a lot mm-hmm. here just about storage. You've got great tips with regard to clothing. And actually, this struck me as a first. And, you know, we've we've literally had everything on the home show in the last number of years. But Mm -hmm. every time I've seen an item on clothing and storage and wardrobes, it's all, you know, designed by colour. So you put the beiges over here and the greens over here and the blacks. You're saying, no, forget that. Throw that out of the way. Yeah. And I mean, I get, I do get it. There is something, you know, when I worked in design, like our design office would be into colour, like we'd all be, the whole the racks would be in colour. It is quite appealing to the eye, but how many times do you look at it during the day? You only look at it when you're under pressure to get out. So my advice is group things into when you wear them. Like when I wake up on a Monday morning, I am in a different vibe to a Saturday night with a glass of wine in my hand getting ready. I just want the things that I definitely wear to work in one group so I can go, okay, I'll grab that top, that bottom, etc. And then on a Saturday night in my harder to get to areas, I have my dressing up clothes because I prefer to spend a bit more time kind of perusing those. So with the strategy is more to get you using your wardrobe with ease. If you have everything in colour, I promise you there will be stuff you never wear because yeah. it's sitting next to something dressy and your eye automatically goes dressy. No, this is where people over shop and over consume clothing. If you lay out every single thing in your wardrobe that can be worn for work and you go, I never wear her, but that's because I don't have a black skirt to match her. Actually, and a black skirt could match these other three items. Mm. Next time I go buying something, I'm just going to buy a black skirt. Instead of looking like we all do, saying, I have nothing to wear for work. I have no clothes. Oh, my God. And you have everything in front of you. What you're just missing is a few staples. But if you don't look at it at the bigger picture of your work wardrobe or your casual wardrobe, you're never going to buy those key pieces. You're Brilliant. just going to keep on buying, Brilliant. keep on shopping. And so, it's terrible. So hang and store by occasion or day of the week or, yep. you know, rather what than by colour. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. OK, this is, of course, Laura DeBarra, our gaff goddess, who is talking to me uh, on the home show today about her top tips for her new book, Decor Galore. Now, so for staying in the bedroom, so that's the min. That costs nothing. That's going to be a couple nothing. of hours out of your day. The zhuzh. Mm-hmm. So the zhuzh. <laughs> now, of course, the zhuzh. We love a high thread count on our bed linen. And that is your first top tip. Isn't that right? Yeah, like I think as with everything in the world, unfortunately, in this day and age, we're being sold to and marketed to from every angle and thread count became a buzzword, but no one actually understands what does thread count mean? So like I've dedicated a couple of pages to this because I'm slightly obsessed and it just tells you like you can't actually, basically it's how many threads can fit into a square inch of a bit of fabric and you can't actually fit if it if a th- yarn is too thin, it's not a good integrity yarn. So if you actually have an 800 thread count, in my opinion, in my experience with fabric and working in fashion, they're not superior. An actual thread count of about 400 will usually have a more, like a higher quality yarn than 800. Mm. Or 800 might have a mix of a man-made fibre in there. People also tend to put like thread count on packaging for polyester sheets when that isn't even a thing. It's all of it. You know, like... They, oh, and they right. Makey uppy you know? to, make to make it sell better. <laughs> now, you have a fantastic tip for curtains. And actually, I hadn't thought of this because there's an awful lot of, of renters out there. Their landlord has hung the curtains. They're not allowed to change it. And they're absolutely mm-hmm. hideous. Big flowery patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have a great yeah. tip for concealing, for changing the curtain, but but that a renter can do. Talk to me about that. 
so because I rent and also because I am a bit allergic to the way renters are treated when it comes to interiors and designing and making their home their own. Everyone thinks that renters are like 15 year olds and I always want to put in tips for them. So what I and I've done it in so many rentals myself, go and buy some gorgeous fabric that you absolutely love. Somewhere like Ikea does them really wide and they sell them for a really good price. Mm -hmm. And then you can lay the curtain on the floor. And you can just iron a crease back, like a little hem at the edges, and sew it onto the curtains. It'll do two things for you. Renting spaces usually aren't very well insulated, so it'll give you like more coverages for drafts coming through the windows. And then that curtain, then the day you move out, you just unpick that tacking stitch, you fold up your fabric, you hang back up the ugly curtains, and no one knew. Fantastic. So for, to the eye, it's a completely different curtain, but it's actually mm-hmm. just been stuck on the front. Okay, um, that is a fantastic tip, Laura. Um, now, mm-hmm. it is, given the season that's in it, you have a whole section, an entire chapter on hostessing <laughs> and entertaining and the dinner party and all that. And you use a fabulous acronym, actually, which encapsulates the perfect party, which is CHAIRS. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's an easy way to remember it um, because, first of all, it also makes you consider how many, like everyone that's coming to to the space rather than kind of freaking out. So I always say like you should kind of think about chairs when you're thinking of a dinner party instead of just thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to have to cook for these people. Mm, so mm. conversation, hydration, anticipation, illumination, relaxation, and salvation. It's like it's it basically it kind of gives you some boundaries around your planning because it can be really stressful having people over because we put ourselves under pressure but if we just think okay conversation I'm going to have a couple of topics should things go awry or like I'm going to sit this person next to this person hydration is one thing that people nearly always forget you know during dinner <laughs> okay, parties yeah, get out so the this is just, water <laughs> yeah and like I even give a little bit of advice of like because I worked as a waitress god for about eight years like and, and I Didn't we all? know yeah, yeah. I know you know and you know yourself like water will keep people happy if anything goes awry so um, it kind of gives you an ideal kind of like measurements and stuff on that to have on the table Absolutely. and then how to create a relaxed atmosphere um how to kind of like it, it punctuates the night so that all you have to do is your best in between and you don't have to think of it as one enormous task so mm. you can enjoy it like I talk about hostess anxiety as well which I think we all get you d- I know it. and I was reading mm-hmm. that that section uh, with great care and even uh, one, one of the simple tips illumination have an unscented candle on the table but use the scented candles all everywhere else because it can t- kind mm-hmm. of throw people off the food do you know what Laura there's a, a ton of stuff in this and um, my top tip for what it's worth is to buy this book for somebody for Christmas but have a sneak preview all by yourself before the big day because uh, you'll, you'll get it on yeah. the double then you get to look at it yeah. okay <laughs> okay, Laura and Laura DeBarra, uh, Decor Galore is on sale now in all good bookshops, as they say. It's 19.99 from Transworld. And Laura DeBarra, thank you so much for joining us this morning on The Home Show. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. The Ho Ho Home Show Christmas Masterclass. 
Yes, this is our first home show Christmas masterclass as we help you make this the most stylish Christmas ever. We'll have top tips over the next few weeks from some familiar faces who will be helping to put the much needed sparkle into this festive season. And today we are kicking off with Advent calendars and Christmas crackers and all of that kind of stuff. And guiding us today, I'm delighted to see again my old mucker, uh, Marissa Carter, CEO of Coco Brown and Carter Beauty and Ambassador for Plan Ireland and somebody, tragically, who has already put their Christmas tree up. I am <laughs> very v- welcome. Thank you so much, Sinead. And it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. Now, yeah. we asked you to go off and have a look at what's available in the market, given that the first box will be opened on Wednesday, mm-hmm. which is the 1st of December. So advent calendars are always a big thing. Did you have them as a child? Um, I remember the first advent calendar I remember getting was a Cadbury's chocolates. Um, advent calendar <laughs> and uh, just had you know had the little doors it was very traditional yeah. and uh, my my kids now that's what they'll be getting um, whereas the advent calendar that I'm going to talk advent calendars I'll talk to you today about they're for the adults ah for the grown ups well <laughs> of course they're to I'm... me from me advent calendars fabulous <laughs> fabulous and we all love a bit of that in the home show okay let's talk about what you brought in boxes and uh, packages and <laughs> no. everything here so let's chat about what you have brought in for us what's the first one you want to mention okay well the first one I went want to mention is a beauty advent calendar and this really is a to me from me advent <laughs> calendar to you from you yes <laughs> I, I love my beauty um, but if there is a woman in your life who is a beauty fanatic then the cloud 10 beauty 12 days of sleigh advent calendar is phenomenal there's okay. 360 euro worth of oh. beauty products what? <laughs> and you don't even get 25 days. You only, oh, you only 12 need 12 days of play. <gasps> Look at this. Now, this yeah. is a substantial box. This isn't yeah. going anywhere near the kids. I can already no. tell. 12 days. So It's, it's worth 360, Sinead. It's retailing wow. at 67 euro. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, let me have a pop inside the boxes. So day one, okay, I'm not, to, I won't give it too many surprises away. Saint-Tropez self-tan. Now, of course, probably not as good as the Coco Brown. But do you know but... what? I have nothing. I love, I, Saint-Tropez was the very first tan I ever used. Uh, so it, okay. has a, it has a place in Beautiful. my heart all the same. Uh, and uh, pick a number. Uh, 13. Well, we only twelve. <laughs> <laughs> you you went looking. You did. went looking. Um, number nine. Number nine. Let's see what's in here. Let's take a look at it. Oh, look at this. Okay, so you'll have to explain this to me. I'm not good on this type of stuff. Osmo Clean Gentle Deep Pore Cleanser. Well, who does not need a festive pore cleanser? Yeah, I mean, there's so many luxury brands in here, but you also have some Irish brands. You've got Spotlight Teeth Whitening Strips in there. Oh. Yeah, there is <laughs> okay. all sorts. There is a lovely Avida Hand Cream. There's uh, oh, there's just oh, so many fabulous. benefit hula bronzer. There's lovely, lovely oh, bits in there. Beautiful. So, and so, what did you tell me again? How much is it? It's retailing at sixty-seven seventy-five okay. or something along that. Almost reckon, sixty-eight euros. You reckon euro. hundreds of euros of products in it, that? It, it's three hundred and sixty euro worth of product Brilliant. in that. Brilliant. Yeah, Cloud fabulous. Ten Beauty. Where can people get hold of that? Cloud Ten Beauty Fantastic. All right. Uh, right. Okay. Well, that's a very special one and a very quite a selfish advent calendar. But that's okay, Marissa. <laughs> now, the next one you have. We're going down in price now and we're looking at the Lily O'Brien's no. Irish Chocolatier. Right. And it's this 
beautiful. It's, isn't isn't it, it very so pretty? So this is a little, like a little gingerbread house with chocolates in it. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful and it's in the shape of a house. It has all 24 days. So loads and loads of goodies in here. Let me open up day 15 and see what I have in here. They'll be fighting over this though, Marissa. There might Are you be. Yeah. Well, you see, that's why I get the kids the Cadbury's one. You know, they get the they get the supermarket. <laughs> you get the posh one. And I get the posh one. Yeah, absolutely. The Sultana and Crispy's cluster is in there. And we have the truffle in the gold wrapper. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. I'm not going to open up 24 because that's obviously the big surprise. It is. Okay. It's so beautiful. Beautiful, and, beautiful. You know, beautiful. the very, okay. very first commercial advent calendar that went on sale in 1908 was in this very shape. So what Lily O'Brien's have done, now they haven't advertised this, but if if you look up the very first advent calendar yeah. that was ever sold in Germany in 1908. Was in the shape of a house. in this shape. Ah, okay. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah, a guy called Gerard Lang uh, created it and uh, he, he brought it to life. He gave it breathed commercial life into it because his mum had actually taken a bit of cardboard every year and she would sew cookies onto the piece of cardboard and he would be allowed to take one oh, every day. Well, yeah. there you go. But imagine how stale the cookies would have been <laughs> come <laughs> yes. Christmas. Kids didn't care. Right, okay, that's wonderful. Have that's retailing at 35 euro. And actually, that's probably worth every cent of that, folks. Absolutely. is beautiful. Now, more to me from me, wine. <laughs> Well, now you are on in my wheelhouse, as they say. <laughs> right, Excellent. what have you got? So if you want a little bit of fizz, Aldi are selling a wine advent calendar for sixty nine ninety nine. Fantastic. I'm a customer already. Yes, right, you'll great. have mini bottles of red, white, rosé and bubbly for uh, each day of Every advent. day up to day 24. Well, I mean, what's not to like? Always drink sensibly, Sinead. Yeah. <laughs> Just... One a day. <laughs> now, Unless you're going to buy two advent calendars. <laughs> no, but you know what I actually thought when I saw this? I thought that's a really, you could you could save them. And when you're having a, a Christmas party in the house, every guest could have their own little bottle. Wouldn't that be nice on Wonderful. the table? Wonderful. Yeah. Well, then I'd Fabulous. have to share it. So maybe not so good. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Marissa, that's amazing. Okay. So at that advent calendars, loads and loads of choice there. And of course, folks, if you just want to go out and buy the one with the little pictures, I'm sure they are still available somewhere in some shops. Now, we're going to move on to Christmas crackers. I do love a good cracker. You are handing me now. This is like no Christmas cracker I've ever seen. It's, like <laughs> it's very luxurious. Maroon silk with a little velvet bow. Kids are not getting near this. And gorgeous uh, gold print on it. Marissa, I don't want to pull it and ruin it. I know, but the great thing about it is you can reuse it every year. Oh, it's fab. It's a sustainable Christmas cracker. It's reusable. Okay. Um, it's an Irish company. Abina.ie. Okay. And they will make you a fabric cracker that's personalized. Now they have all sorts on their website. Like I saw one and and it was it says, Will you? And then you open the cracker. <gasps> Fantastic. Now, mine would say, Will you wash the dishes love, after the dinner? But <laughs> oh, will you put the turkey in <laughs> yeah. the oven there, honey? <laughs> yeah. Will you remember? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you could you could have them personalised. So that one there that I gave you says, oh, Mum. that is just beautiful. So you can use them as a yes. place name holder. Fantastic. On your Christmas tablescape. 
Christmas dinner. Multi-purpose gifts for Christmas. We're yeah. all for that in the home show. Okay, and where where does one get hold of this now? Abina. Abina, oh yes, you said I. that. And what price are they? Um, they range, I think, from around €20 Euro up, depending on the fabric, depending on, you okay, know, the but ribbon. but reusable. And you pop in your own little gifts or toys your, or something yeah, like that. Or a little Absolutely message or a joke. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Now, anything else you have for us? One more cracker, and it's a reusable Christmas cracker. It is a recycled cardboard and they come flat packed and you just pop them up yourself you put your own uh, gift or joke or chocolate or whatever it is into them and then when Christmas is over and everyone has taken their little gift out of the crackers you can flatten them down again and use them again next year. Brilliant and where do we get those from? They are from a website called Jiminy.ie that's I had a look at these and actually okay. they even have a cracker they even have a pop you know a yes. noise in them built into them that is reusable and you can pull them in and they just pull apart rather than breaking they're apart they're breaking apart yeah, yeah Jiminy. exactly okay. so they there's no paper you fabulous know, fabulous yeah, going very to waste. Good. brilliant okay well that's absolutely amazing now because we're all for sustainability except when it comes to the Aldi wine um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah wine advent calendar um, so Marissa Christmas in your house oh Christmas in our house we do love a bit of Christmas uh, my garden kind of looks like I don't know it looks like the Woody's showroom or something so <laughs> I, I in the North my, Pole the Santa's North Pole workshop. yeah right. Santa's okay, workshop I have a lot of pop a, pop a, a picture of it up on your Instagram oh, which yeah. is oh just Marissa Carter Fantastic. at Marissa Carter of course she is because she, Marissa you're nearly first name status now in this country <laughs> <laughs> Carter Beauty and Plan um, Ireland Ambassador as well listen thank you so much for coming in and doing all that work for us uh, with those fabulous gifts and a very happy Christmas to you happy Christmas The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. And you're very welcome back to the home show here on News Talk. At the top of the show, I was speaking to the gaff goddess herself, Laura DeBarra, about designing up your home for Christmas, but not just for Christmas. Uh, and it was really, really great tips from her. So you can listen back to that on the News Talk app, which is powered by Go Loud. And all of our greatest hits on the home show are there, including all of the hits with my next guest, of course, uh, <laughs> Roisin Murphy. Uh, hey. You're very welcome, not in studio this week, but you are very no. welcome nonetheless uh, to the Thank home you. show. And it's Thank lovely you. It's lovely to hear from you as well. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about uh, this week, and it is a subject close to my heart because you know how much I love the old art deco. Um, and this design trend that has come in uh, of Fluting. Yeah. Now, it seems to be across everything at the morning, uh, yeah. at the moment, that as far as I can see. Talk to me, explain to the listeners first what is fluting, what does it look like, and where can we find it? Okay, fluting it has come comes from uh, the Greco Roman times, where you had columns and they would have had what you call a concave curved carved into them. And they would have gone all around the, the the column. And what they are, and like that's the country column, you pronounce every letter. But what you have is a chisel. It's actually a chisel mark. That's where that flute traditionally comes from. So it would have been a way of taking off the barks of the trees and forming the pillars. But it is now, it has always been kind of uh, trendy in interiors, you know, to have a kind of decorated timber front onto cabinetry and things like that. 
but what it is doing now is is kind of gone from just being kind of on the occasional art deco table and in what we would traditionally call reeded glass it was known as in the in the, in the pub industry where you would see say a snug if you can mm. recall many moons ago when we all sat in snugs there would have been kind of obscured glass and they didn't have sandblasted glass because that was a chemical so they would have cast the glass into reeds and you wouldn't have been able to oh, see through it so they're like those those vertical lines nearly curved lines across yeah. so you can you can kind of get the light yeah. in but you can't see the people because the ladies yes. would have been in the snug and the it ladies would have been the right the thing to do to be looking at yeah. them sipping on their Guinness yeah. now it's always been very trendy. It's been trendy for about 20 or 30 years in interiors, in kind of high-end interiors. It's a lot of the high-end kitchens like the Duval kitchens and the PSP or PS kitchens where they have used glass on kind of a slightly industrial styled or taking what would look like, say, retail design where you will go into an old pharmacy and see glass cabinets with, you know, like chemicals and things like that. But they were using that kind of detailing in their kitchens. One of the most beautiful kitchens you'll see is where, uh, the Duval kitchen where they use a kind of a, a, it's a glass cupboard island. It's really beautiful. And you'll see the detailing in the glass there. Now, it's very handy if you don't have matchy-matchy cups and stuff like that. So it goes behind the reedy glass and nobody can see that you don't have all colour coordinated or all hand-built um, Aaron Streety's pottery or whatever it is. But it's also, I find very interesting is it's making its way into walls. And it's kind of like a funny one where you'll see vertical planes of of wood all repeating mm. itself. What we would traditionally have is sheeting traditionally a lot of the time in our V-sheeting panel. What we're seeing is single blocks of timber. And they're, again, they're doing that thing as you walk into a hall, you don't see the room, but you'll see break, you'll see just timber uprights and you can kind of yeah. get a glimpse of the living room it, beyond. I love that look. Listen, the, the other place yeah. it comes in, that mm. fluted surface, uh, which is where I love it, is on glass, glasses, you know, drinking glasses. Oh yeah, um, no, I love it on glasses. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And it's beautiful when it's combined with coloured glass, yes. like pinks yes. and golds Amber and or yeah, greys. I, yeah. I, Galway yeah. Crystal have a lovely set out at the mm. moment of the of kind of tall prosecco glasses, but they're yeah. all fluted all the way around. And Carrick Dunn has a selection as well, which yes. is really and, and, really and nice. Industry was the the place I first saw it, where they did it in tumblers in very thin glass. Mm. Oh my god, it was so beautiful. Tiles, if you do it in ceramic tiles. Oh my god, oh, it's so beautiful. How does that oh, work now? I don't know if I've it, seen that, Roisin. It is like a curved ceramic tile, and you can get them in light pinks or in greens. It is so so beautiful and. Guys, I'm going to say this. It sounds, uh, think about the outside of a house rather than just the inside of a house for tiling. Like letting that run out onto the walls in a crisp spring. I say that looking at my bare and grey concrete really? block walls. Oh, oh I wow. fantasise. Okay. I fantasise about this because it would have been tr traditionally used like by lies, the, the lads like Alvaro Alto and stuff. He's a famous kind of Finnish architect where they used flute. They used in modular, like in a tile where you use a little bit of movement. Very nice. But it's also touches to that thing of texture in the yeah, home right yeah. like you know we talk about color we talk about so many things but texture in the home especially in open plan living where or modernist living that idea of texture of finding a tile or finding a beautiful piece of kind of furniture from the art deco period to put in your modern home just adds a sort of 
decadence, I think. It you know, does. it's like kind of we're not all so modernist. It's not all about operation. No, and it here. does. It and there's something just elegant. It draws the eye, and I think that's probably yeah. because of the way light bounces off it. The way, as you yeah. say, there's a texture. It's not just a look. It's not just a color. It's, it, it's giving you that three D. Yeah. All right. Now yeah. we're going to move on now to a problem, an issue that is a problem in loads of homes. Yes. This is all about light. And actually, Roisin, do you know what? It is the festivals of light at the moment at this time. Yeah, we've had Diwali, Christmas, of course. We all light candles. We put up twinkly lights. So we thought yeah. we would talk a little bit about light in the parts of the home that don't have any. And every home or nearly every home has some inner room, like whether it's a bathroom or a study that just has no windows. OK, well, first of all, you shouldn't have a room with no windows. If you're renting or you're just doing something like that and you somebody has sold you a room, because this used to happen all in the heyday in the 80s and 90s and somebody would, some landlord would tell you that this was a room. If it doesn't have a window, it's not a room. Okay, so you shouldn't be sleeping in it. You should. Now, you can do certain things in rooms with no lights, a bathroom or even a kitchen, for instance, because you're not living in it. You can do prep stuff or uh, ideally a walk in wardrobe. <laughs> That's really what you want or an attic. But you should not have a there. It's not a room if it doesn't have a light. Now, if right. you have planned or if you if you have planned or if you are suffering in your house planning from the, the malaise of the dark room, there are things you can do. There's light tubes, which if it's on the ground floor, you can bring an actual tube of light down from your roof all the way down. Now, there's certain limitations on how much light will make its way down. I have used them several times so, and so they're describe highly that to successful. Me then. Sorry, how does that work then? Is it like a, a okay. neon tube or what are you talking no, about? No, what it is is basically you can get a light tube in, you can get a tube of light. It's a kind of a, it's a mirrored, flexible column of light but it's flexible so it's like um, something that you'd see attached onto the back of your tumble dryer or your extract fan except this one is a little bit larger and it's covered in reflective uh, silver so and then it's attached to a dome on top of your roof and that directs and bounces lights all into wherever you want it to go in the inner part of your house wow. so, and it then either meets a kind of you can get it to sit onto a panel of uh, obscure glass or a dome and then that lights it. So you get natural daylight into a room and it, it is really, Imagine. really effective. It That's, is really, really effective. That sounds fantastic. I've never heard of yeah. that. Um, it's so light tube, yeah. It, They're it, very easy, okay. accessible. Great. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. So for anybody else then, because I'm just thinking of all the kind of maybe the... the on suites or maybe the interior downstairs loos. I mean, I have a downstairs yeah, loo that has no light at all. It's in the middle of the house. It's fine. Of course, you can stick a bulb in the ceiling and you can light it up. But there must be more inventive solutions, you know, that soften the light in a room that it's not just that harsh thing. So I'm really happy to hear about that. So that's almost like a natural light solution. Yes. Now, we've spoken on the show before loads of times about north facing houses or rooms that don't get light, especially yeah. at this time of year. So what yeah. do you suggest to bring light in <laughs> through a window that might be there, but isn't actually bringing in much light? There's a couple of tricks. There's a couple of brilliant tricks. One of the best ones I've ever used is um, to line the inside reveals and the windowsill in mirror where you can go and get make a template, bring it to your glazier and you line out uh, your 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 opening of your window. And what it does is it reflects light. It, it, it illuminates and magnifies the amount of glass you're getting through your opening. Right. Now, 
Okay, so say if you even had a, a wall, what you do is track the light, put uh, find a, a piece of mirror, they're either like any kind of mirror, a round, square, whatever, and then hang the mirror and angle it such that you will get the, the light will illuminate into the darkest recesses of the room. Um, a daylight bulb is extremely good for anybody suffering from SAD, which is a seasonal adjustment disorder mm. where you have, the light affects your brain, basically. But thing for me, is, and I would say this, that nothing beats knocking a wall down. <laughs> That's a nothing. dramatic solution, right. Roisin. It is a dramatic solution. <laughs> and I had this very sad room. And I used to think, God, it never gets a shot of light at all for 99% of the year. And uh, I remember thinking, I just love daylight to be into this. It was a very beautiful room. It was a back Victorian room. It wasn't built up against, but it suffered from, like, there's a, a big extension next door and stuff like that. So we knocked the walls down between the front and the back room mm. and made a bigger space. But it meant effectively the heat travelled as well. I found it very oh, interesting okay. to see yeah. that because it's getting morning light constantly now. Mm. Now, it does mean you go from, you know, living room, separate dining room that could potentially be a rental room, but it, it was worth it. I mean, and you can yeah, then And do... I've seen that on, your, of course, you're, I mean, you're mad for the old knocking down the walls on I Home Rescue and yeah, Peter yeah. knocking down walls all over the place this season. I do. But, <laughs> but you, you do have to be careful <laughs> they give us the about hour. How, like a load bearing wall, yeah. don't you? Yeah, there, like there are architectural Yeah, but concerns. just get a Peter in, get a builder in, get somebody in, get an architect and don't fear the sledgehammer because it does change. Light changes our mood. It's much more optimistic and also traversing a bigger space. Or I was talking to uh, somebody during the week, um, one of the judges from Dancing with the Stars, and he was saying to me, he was, couldn't understand. And he said, actually, I know what you mean, because I love sitting in my living room and being able to look out to the back garden. So this notion of having a light, it's called a, a double aspect room, is mm. what you call it in the okay. industry. All right. So you will have windows on both ends. Brilliant. Of a, of a okay. View. So, yeah. so right. So, uh, Roshan's rules then. So, get in the light tube. Okay. If there's an light interior tube. room that you can't fix, uh, yeah. and uh, kind of daylight bulbs help with seasonal affective disorder, which I know yeah. is a huge problem for loads and loads of people. So, that's a really, really good one. Actually, that's a brilliant one in bedrooms as well, uh, which are dark of their nature. Uh, and then yeah. uh, the expensive solution: knock down the wall. Right. Yeah. You forgot. You forgot the mirror. <laughs> and the mirror. You forgot the mirror. The mirror is the first. The first portacol mirror. Brilliant. All right. And that's a nice. You like Thanks that because it's nice and art deco. I do. I do. Yes. And if you're sure, if it's a fluted mirror, all the better. You won't even be able to see your face, which is probably a good thing in my case. All right. Okay. Now uh, you are going <laughs> yeah. to bring us a building of the week yeah. this week, Roisin, because you're not in with us. What have not you chosen? Him. I have chosen one of my favourite buildings uh, way before I was uh, back on the box uh, on RTE. I love Tolka Park Football Stadium. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. okay. Now we have, now there's not a couple the prettiest. But oh no, it is so pretty. I, I think any, okay, for me, one, the thing is it addresses the street. It's very hard to get a long elevation or a public building that addresses the street. That By that, I mean it's on the path. Mm. So you are engaged with this public building. It doesn't have any big uh, steps or porticos. It's a very much a building of the people. So it's right on the street. It even has a little bar on the street and you get glimpses through of the stadium. It happens sometimes when you go, say, to London or somewhere like that. You'll see one of the stadiums, one of these 
soccer stadium sitting on the street and it's that really kind of interpersonal kind of there's only a moment between you and what you perceive as the, row, the rowdy crowds of roaring soccer fans mm. but the other thing about it is it's also in the idiom of kind of barn architecture or vernacular architecture which as a city ages less and less of the kind of built by the people for the people architecture remains in all developing cities you know the big builders come in the big developers they come in they knock down these uh, kind of what we would call is I would call them they're a particular genre of architecture and they're very important because the cinema architecture would be some of it and we're losing more and more of it mm. but Talca Park is on the radar well I painted it a few times apart from that um, and has beautiful old turnstiles but there's mm. also a move to save Talca Park Okay because right, they are Talca- they're, they're, it's actually under under a demolition order isn't it I mean uh, they're, they're going yeah, to be taking like, it down yeah. Housing Roisin it's very important it is, but it isn't. You see, the thing is that there is there's large swathes of the north uh, north side Dublin, but but there's very few stadiums and sporting facilities. I know mm. there's Croke Park, but Croke Park is not for uh, soccer. And soccer in itself, this is one of the most important stadiums in Dublin. It was a huge part of the history of Home Farm and many other um, League of Ireland and, and, sta- and Shelburne, of course. Soccer yep. But there's also incredible history attached to the stadium. There's one wonderful story about how fans when they fought with each other and I love this okay but they would come down the river because it was originally the site of what's known as Talca Lodge or Trout Lodge or something and there's a river the Talca River runs through it and the lads would have come on the boat to go and climb up onto the banks of this stadium so these are really important like football (laughs) stadiums all of that sort of stuff this is an important amphitheatre of sport it's like coming and saying you know what you know what, lads? We're going to take Croke Park and we're going to knock it down. There would be uproar. There would. And the problem is, would. the problem is, the lads, they they made the, the FAI in Wednesday. They they, all, they they need to go around and kick each other up the behind every time because they are really behind the eight ball in terms of maximising their representation mm. in the community of the community. That's because I think there's not enough women involved. Um, and what you, you this is a really important stadium. For soccer in Ireland. So it should be kept. There's some things you wouldn't knock down Crow Park to build housing. No. And and I think your point is valid. It's about history, not just buildings. It's not just buildings. And it's also because it's a very beautiful corrugated structure. There you go now. (laughs) Okay. It is, of course. And we're back to the fluting all over again. All right. Yes. Roisin, thank you so much for bringing us uh, those fantastic tips this week. You always deliver. and uh, Thank you. Not just for Christmas. You always deliver. And it's fantastic. (laughs) And uh, hopefully we'll have you back in studio before long. And listen, um, uh, we will will add our names to the Save Toke Park uh, campaign now on the back of that. So thank you very much. Yes. Let's go news talk. Get (laughs) off the ball, on the ball. Thank you. And you can find Roisin there on Roisin on Instagram at Roisin. Murphy Architect of course as you ever can that is all we've time for this week so if you'd like to get involved in the show have a question for Roisin a topic you'd like to hear her cover uh, or anything that you'd like to have us on then please don't forget you can drop us a text at 53106 for 30 cent email us at thehomeshowatnewstalk.com we do read everyone we love the elves in over the weekend all weekend uh, checking those out and of course you can find the Home Show podcast on the News Talk website so thanks to the production team Garrett Mulhall and Stephen McLoon on sound Up next, Anton Savage is taking to the high seas with the Irish Navy. Have a fantastic weekend and we will do it all again next Saturday. The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. 